The Gospel according to St. Luke, the 24th chapter. As they were talking about these things, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened, and they thought they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and feet. And while they still disbelieved for joy and were marveling, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate before them. And then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written that the Christ should suffer and on the third day rise from the dead, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins should be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending the promise of my Father upon you, but stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. The Gospel of the Lord. Wow, two weeks ago, two weeks ago we celebrated Easter. What a day that was. Wasn't it? I mean, exciting, and it was two full houses that we had. We had, you know, beautiful flowers. We still do, but we had a lot more uh, on that day. Of course, the flowers don't live forever, but uh, I mean, it was neat, and then that awesome breakfast that we had, you know, where all of us, I don't know about you, but we probably all ate too much, because uh, it was really good, and we just had all the excitement of that day, and, and, and everybody was like really up, and, and you know, it was a joyous celebration, and it should be, and that was a good thing, and I, I kind of imagine I mean, that was our first Easter here, right? The first Easter. Well, the disciples had a first Easter, too. <laughs> and uh, they didn't call it Easter, and there weren't bunny rabbits and eggs, and I don't know how those are connected. But, <laughs> but anyway, but they didn't have any of that stuff, but it was the resurrection. It was the real one. And, and, but they were all confused about it because there was all this this weird kind of thing is going on in their mind. You know, the women went to the tomb that morning. They came back and said, it's empty. And an angel talked to us. And in, in uh, this account uh, that we read from today, earlier Peter, after he heard that, he ran to the tomb. He saw the empty tomb. He didn't know what to think. And so he went back to where the disciples were. Then there were the two guys on the road to Emmaus, two of Jesus' followers, and they had an encounter with Jesus, and when they realized what it was, they ran back to tell the disciples, we've seen him, we've seen him. And I'm sure it was like, too good to believe, too good to be true. Oh, I don't know, you know, Friday sure did hurt. Do I really want to set myself up to be hurt again by believing it? So they got this kind of weird thing going on in their heads, and then all of a sudden, boom, there he is. 
They still didn't know what to think. They thought he was a ghost. Where did this come from? He just appeared out of some other dimension, and there he is. So Jesus said, calm down. Well, he said, peace be with you. But for us, that would be, calm down. <laughs> calm down. He says, it's me. I'm real. Look. See my hands? Go ahead, touch me. and See that it's me. And they still, it says in, in what we read, it said they were filled with so much joy and amazement that they still couldn't believe it. So Jesus said, well, give me a piece of fish. If I were a ghost and I ate a piece of fish, it would just fall right out. But it didn't. And so he wanted to convince them. And, and so now they're probably starting to believe it. And they're, they're experiencing maybe a little something like we experienced. Except it was the very, very first Easter that they were there. But even with that, there were questions, and Jesus said, why are you troubled? Why is this bothering you? Why do you have any doubts? Well, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the first Easter here and all the excitement uh, and everything that, that we had that Sunday. And I'm wondering, so was the excitement that we felt really about the resurrection? Or was it about having our first Easter here and everybody's running around trying to make sure everything gets done right and that the, that the, you know, that the flowers look right and that the peeparamas are where people can see them and, and that the food was all right and that we had enough coffee and, you know, and, and, and just the fellowship and the excitement of that day or was our excitement, our real excitement, about the fact that Christ rose from the dead? I have a feeling that in most of our minds, that's why we were doing this, but it was sort of in the back of our minds. And everything else was in the front. That's the way we are. And maybe there's a part of us where the resurrection is not really real where Jesus seems still very far away, and sometimes we live our lives as though Jesus is still in a grave. And, and we allow things to get to us. We allow ourselves to be troubled. We have these doubts. And there may be not doubts about the truth of the gospel, but doubts about, is Jesus really walking beside me? Does he really care? Does he really know what's going on? Is he able really to do anything about my life or to help me get through this. And, and that's a game Satan plays with us. And that stuff will start rolling through our heads, especially when we get low, when there's really something going on. And the, the lower we get or the harder the time gets, the more that there is. But do you think that if Jesus were really, really real, I mean, if we felt every minute of the day that he was right beside us, do you think we'd be as worried or as troubled or have as many doubts? I don't think we would. If Jesus was physically walking with us when we 
went through life and when we went to work and when we drove to work and when we got in our family gatherings, if he was physically there with us, you think life would be different? That we'd have a different attitude? The disciples had that, that first Easter. They had Jesus right there and there were other appearances before his actual visible ascension. And so when they lived the rest of their lives, they since they had experienced that, they felt him right there with them all the time. And they were able to do powerful things in their ministries. But how do we get that? How do we experience that? And how do we know that Jesus can be that close to us? Well, he isn't going to just show up and stand in front of us. He's not going to show up here and write something on the wall and say, I'm here. But we still can get closer. One of the, and there are a lot of different ways we do it, and it sounds kind of trite to say it. But if we can get into the Word and experience God in a different way, but I would suggest that when you get into the Word, uh, go into the Gospels and look for the things Jesus said. If you've got a Bible that has the words of Jesus in red, go to the red parts. Okay, Go to the red parts and read them and listen to what Jesus says. But read them not as though he's saying it to somebody in a story, but read it as though he's saying it to you. Put yourself in the story and stand right next to him and listen to what he has to say. And he'll start to come become more real. When you pray, take time to to imagine yourself someplace. You know, it it can it can be on a on a mountain, a, a favorite place, a place where you felt close to God, a place where you felt the power of God, and imagine you and Jesus are sitting there and then pray. You know, visualize it. I'm doing a retreat next weekend, putting together a retreat. Um, our Via de Cristo weekend had to be canceled because we didn't have enough new people, so we decided to do a shorter weekend but do a spiritual retreat. So I'm putting that together, and so we're going to use a series of uh, guided meditations uh, in that where, where they're, they're 18 to 20 minutes, uh, each uh, dealing with maybe a spiritual principle like faith or love or acceptance or things like that where we just will imagine ourselves walking along the beach with Jesus and, and, you know, and being guided through a series of, of things to think about as though we are there with Jesus to make it real. Do that with your prayers. You know, let Jesus be there with you. We're going to gather this, this morning at communion. And for, for a lot of us, sometimes it just becomes one of those things, well, it's you know, it's, it's a ritual, it's part of what we do, it's part of our worship, so we're going to have communion. But think about what it is. Think about what Jesus said. He said, this is my body, this is my blood. Jesus is saying, this is me. And I'm coming to you, and I'm going to be a part of you. I'm going to be inside you, and I'm going to be with you. Not just with forgiveness, but with power to live your life. I want you to know I'm with you. If Jesus can become 
real to us like that, then when we get into those, those times, those rough times, it's a whole way a different, different way of looking at things. Jesus, so why are you troubled? Why do you doubt? I'm here. I'm here with you. I want to leave you kind of with this thought. You think about the people in the resurrection stories that we have, you know, the women that that went and saw the empty tomb. The first thing they did was run back and tell the disciples. Uh, The men on the the way to Emmaus, and, you know, when they realized what had happened, the first thing they did was go back and tell somebody. You know, the disciples, when they knew that Christ was alive, what did they do once they got the power that Jesus said was coming? They went and they told everybody. They went out because Jesus was there and Jesus was alive and he was their friend and they went out. And Jesus said in this lesson, he said, you're witnesses of these things. You're witnesses. We're not witnesses the same way the disciples were, but we are witnesses. And we know the power of God in our own lives. And so what are we going to do? Well, maybe we're going to share that. Maybe God will open a door for you with somebody and you'll have a chance to talk about your experience, your experience with the Lord. We're all witnesses. And Jesus said that repentance and forgiveness will be preached to all, gener- to all nations. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do as individuals. That's what we're going to do as a congregation is to be witnesses to the love of Christ in our own lives and that it's available for them. So I pray that that's what will happen. And I know in the the, uh, days and weeks and months ahead, that's what we're going to be looking at. Uh, How do we be Christ's witnesses? And uh, how do we do what he's called us to do?